Hello, my name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. So in March of 2020, I started sending out daily emails about prayer. And I have been so blessed over the last, it's not quite a year and a half, but almost a year and a half, to see hundreds or thousands of responses from beautiful sisters and brothers in the faith. And it's been such a privilege for the testimonies that people have shared, the requests that they've shared, the the life change that they've seen from these different emails. And I loved it. And so one of the things that I started dreaming about shortly after sending out emails was building a community where I could actually mentor people. And at the time, I didn't really know enough. <laughs> so that definitely felt very aspirational, like someday maybe I could mentor people. Well, the beautiful thing is the Lord um, put me together with my business partner, Bob Perry, who has been praying for 40 years, which is amazing. as like the single-minded focus of his life. And um, he mentored me. And That has been such a privilege, such an honor. Um, He's a generation older than I am, lives in another state, but has so much wisdom from 40 years of walking with Jesus and having Jesus teach him. You know, if every day you say, Lord, teach me to pray, you're going to get better over 40 years. (laughs) Not to mention that he has a real Barnabas spirit and is always so encouraging. So, um, and he would say, oh, I'm not really good at prayer because I'm so great. It's because I'm such a slow learner. I've made every possible mistake. So very humble, very beautiful. Um, So together, we launched Prayer Mentoring in April of 2021. And I was sure that we would have at least 100, maybe several hundred people respond because I thought, I have a fun personality. People like me. I'm interesting. I've read a lot. I know a lot. And Bob has like, he's like Moses. He has power and authority. It's amazing. And so I was kind of astonished, like the first day when I announced this and I woke up and I checked and I was like, wait, really? Has nobody signed up? And, you know, it was by the end of the day, we had five. But again, if you're expecting like 100 or maybe even 500, five is like, it's a start, right? But it's a little bit disappointing. And so it's been fascinating for me um, over the last few months to say, what is it that's holding people back? And It has been such a privilege when people share with me why they have chosen not to do prayer mentoring, at least not yet. And a lot of the reasons are, I I don't want to say they're not legitimate because of course every reason is legitimate in the person's mind. But a lot of the things I feel like, oh, this is actually just something we can pray off. And so that is what I'm going to do starting with this episode, because this isn't actually about like, oh, come and join me with prayer mentoring, although I would love it if everybody wanted to. But it's more about saying what I want is I want you to be able to pray in power and in health and in effectiveness. And I want you to have the confidence to know that you can do it in any situation. And so if I can do that by just praying off a few things from you. (laughs) I'm going to do that. Oh my goodness. Amen. So here's the first excuse or not excuse, but the first reason. And that has to do with worthiness. I've heard this from several people. I just don't feel worthy. I didn't feel worthy to join. I didn't feel worthy to take communion. I didn't feel worthy to be a part of the group. So if you ever have any sense of that, that is not from God. Okay. 
One of the things that we know very clearly is that when we come to God, that we get born into his family anew. And so whatever we did in the past has absolutely no bearing on the present. (laughs) Thanks be to God for that, right? Um, But along with that, what that means is that you actually are fully worthy right now. And if you think about it, I don't know what the state of your family life or your home life is, but when you were born, you actually, you have a mother, whether she died at birth or gave you up for adoption or is still a beautiful presence in your life now. You actually had a mother birth you and that cannot be taken away. That is a part of your identity. You are a child. And so as a child, it actually doesn't matter what you do. You are still somebody's child. (laughs) And so there's this part of saying, it doesn't matter what sin you've committed. It doesn't matter what mistakes you've made or what condemnation you feel. You're actually still a child. That's your actual identity. And as such, you are worthy. You're worthy right now as you are. And so I actually am going to do a Courts of Heaven prayer about this because this is one where (laughs) I love the Courts of Heaven prayers. Thank you, Jesus. Um, This is, it's very deep, but it's also very easy to break off. So Lord Jesus, do we have permission to come to the Courts of Heaven? Yes. So what is the accuser speaking about worthiness? The accuser is saying unworthy, parentless, failure, disappointment. Not only that you've experienced disappointment, but that you're a disappointment to others. Wretchedness, discouragement. So then Jesus, I say guilty as charged, but then I plead your precious blood over all of those nasty things. I apply that blood. And then Lord Jesus, I come before the judge of all the earth, having applied the blood to the the entire pile of nastiness. And I say, how do you find us? Not guilty. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, that the answer is always not guilty. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Your blood is so precious. And Jesus, I just thank you that when you told the children of Israel to sacrifice a lamb and catch the blood in a basin, that we could hold it in a basin, but that wasn't enough. Like They would not actually have saved their sons by just holding the blood in a basin. They needed to apply it to the doorframe of their house. And so Jesus, I ask that we would never get stuck into the pattern of just holding the blood, but not applying it. I'm asking, Lord, that you would remind us to apply the blood to every situation in our lives. Every situation. Thank you, Jesus, that you say in Colossians 2 that your blood blots out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. Lord, I see this as like a list of all of the bad things, all of the accusations written down. And then your blood comes and it's like the giant eraser and it erases that your blood doesn't stain, but your blood makes things clean. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for that precious Savior. Oh, thank you. Oh, and so then, Lord, I speak to any of those bad entities that I said earlier, Lord, to the disappointment, to the wretchedness, 
Lord, to the to that whole thing. I'm not even going to repeat them because I don't think it's necessary. I bind all of you. I put you in a box and I ship you to Jesus. And in the place of that, Lord God, I ask that you would bless these my brothers and sisters, with such a deep sense of their worth, such a deep sense of your love for them, such a deep sense and knowledge in their bones that they are your children, that you care for them, that you see them, that you know them, that there is actually nothing that they could do that could separate them from your love. Lord Jesus, I'm asking for an upgrade in that understanding and that you would do this for them. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 And here's the beautiful thing, friends. You actually can pray courts of heaven every single day if you want to. The accusations might change and they might not. Um, and one of the things that I have heard is that when, when you hear some of these bad accusations come to mind, and you don't have to filter them, like just whatever they are, you just agree with them. Because here's the deal. They, you might think, oh, faithless. No, I'm pretty sure I have a reasonable amount of faith, even if it's only one or 2% true. Like you think, I don't think that's really true. Just pray it anyway. Cover everything with the blood of Jesus because it might be something for your family. It might be generational. You just get to cover it all. And so thanks be to God, there is always a solution. There is always a solution and you are worthy to pray. You are a child of God. So, Having said all of that, one of the things I will just note here at the end, this comes from um, Sozo Training with Donna Da Silva. Uh, she has a healing prayer um, method that she's developed. Sozo is the Greek word for saved, healed, and delivered. This is what Jesus offered at different times in his ministry. It's kind of the, you think about it as like the complete type of healing. Well, one of the things that she said is that if there is a spirit, like a spirit of fear, you can actually just drive that out. It's not a big deal. It goes. But she said, we have tried to cast out an orphan spirit, but with an orphan spirit from their experience, um, that one actually just needs to be displaced. It's almost like you actually get to partner with the Holy Spirit in renewing your mind to say, oh, I'm thinking like an orphan, but I am not an orphan. I am a child of God. And then um, as you do that over time, then that just displaces that orphan spirit. So um, I'm not going to tell you not to try to cast it out. I'm just telling you um, what I have learned about from other people's experience. So the beautiful thing is we're all in the greenhouse of experimentation together. There's no right or wrong answer. This is all just the joy of walking with the Lord on the path that he's called us to walk. Thanks be to God.